Hello, listeners, and thank you for joining us for another episode of The Story Stations. I'm Kay McCoy, your host, and this is our third time with the lovely Allison K. Garcia. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on again. I'm excited. Me too. I was like, we were talking earlier and she said she was on another podcast four times and I was like, ha ha. So I have to have <laughs> you on two up. more times. Yeah. <laughs> just to catch up. <laughs> so for those who haven't heard about you just yet, go ahead and introduce yourself. Let people know who you are and what it is that you write. Okay, well, my name's Allison K. Garcia, and I have several books out now. I'm an indie author, and I have four published novels, and I'm about to publish a fifth novel. And I've also been in, uh, I think, I want to say like six or so anthologies, um, two of them through the ATA, um, and a couple for poetry, and a couple kind of uh, novella sets and different things like that for Christmas. Um, yeah. And I write uh, Christian fiction, I write Latino Christian fiction, and I um, have switched over to the genre of queer Christian fiction. So the one that's coming out next is my first queer novel, and I'm very excited about it. Yes, we are definitely going to talk about that. But you mentioned anthologies. Like, would you say for anyone that's new to writing that anthologies are a good way to start? Because you've been in quite a few. I didn't realize that you were in like six. <laughs> yeah, well, it, actually, I think that was the first thing I was published in. I was published, I, I entered like a short story Christmas, like Christ, Christmas short story contest. Mm-hmm. And I, I was in the top three or top six or something. Um, yes. And then whoever was in the top got into the anthology. So I got in that way. Um, of course. And then I was, made my own <laughs> anthology one time. Um, that was a... I can't remember the name of that anthology. <laughs> I've been in too many. I like don't remember the names. Of them. I was like, but I could see if you didn't remember someone else's anthology, but you but my own, did this. Oh, it's a, Mar- a Mary Navidad. That's what it was called, the Mary Navidad. Oh, so that's so cute. That yeah, it was pretty cute. And and then I had um, so that was in that one. And then I've been in two, like I have my poetry in two places, but the one of them was reconstructing Christmas. And then the second one's supposed to be reconstructing Easter, but I don't think that's come out. So that might be next Easter. I'm not next sure. Easter. <laughs> he has arisen and it'll yeah. be next, next year. I mean, he is alive. He's still alive. So yeah. like, let's wait till next year to celebrate. I still, I can't get enough of your, your Christmas anthology for Heart of the Season, the ATA. That was the ATA's first uh, Christmas anthology. And yeah. it's just like, yeah. wow. That, that was when I, I first got into reading your stories and I was just like, this is so beautiful. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, the last four anthologies that I've been in, um, it's been all my queer fiction. So mm-hmm. I've actually only had my, my queer fiction stuff or poetry, I guess. Um, yeah. and, oh, that's the only stuff I've like published in, in the queer realm. So I'm pretty excited mm-hmm. to have a novel coming yeah. out in the queer realm too. So I've got, I think it's a good starter for like, that are trying to get their feet wet um mm-hmm. i've also been in like magazines and i mean i had a comic book too like but li- like so i had a friend that had a, like a magazine um and that was like and i did my oh this flash fiction which i think was a really nice way to get my feet wet too so. uh, yeah flash fiction i know several authors who who advocate very hard for fa- for flash fiction so it's a good way to learn how to be concise mm-hmm 
Yeah. So like anthologies and, and flash fictions. Okay. I, I see that because it kind of makes you focus and it's mm -hmm. like, okay, you can, you can write this story. Now you could write a longer story. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Please tell the people title of this book and a, a quick, quick blurb. Just pitch okay. it to me. All right. So it's called The Dry Depths of My Soul. Mm -hmm. And it is a um, spinoff of my of the Buscando Home series. So if any of your listeners has have, have read Finding Amor, Finding Seguridad, or Finding Paz, they're going to find that the main like a couple of the characters follow into this book. So this is the story of Emma and Sandra. So Emma is a 40 year old, um, almost 40 year old woman who is just realizing that she might be gay. And Sandra is uh, 40 something, I think 47 or something. I can't remember how old she is. She's in her upper 40s. And um, she's just recently gotten back in with her family um, and is worried because she's been out to her friends like in Houston, but none of her family knows that she's gay. And so she's worried that she's just got this family back and that maybe like when she comes out to them that she's going to lose them all over again. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the, and, and, you know, it's a romance, so they kind of have a thing <laughs> for each other. Um, so it's cute? a little bit about, about them kind of, you know, sapphic, like we have, there's the, you know, the useless sapphic. Yeah. <laughs> like they're like both kind of pining after each other, but don't want to say anything and scare each oh, other off. So. It's a very typical romance, I think, mm -hmm. because they, they spend all this time together and they, they have these moments where they're like, oh, if you were my girlfriend right now, I would so kiss you. And it's mm -hmm. just like, oh, just kiss. But I'm sure they don't want that. So I must push that down. I know. Yeah. It's like, oh, the pain and suffering of romance. Ah, uh, the angst. My, my, my wife always says that I love angst. So yeah. that is the truth. Yeah, you in this story, I, I feel that there is a lot of slow burn angst and it's so well written. Like I just, I adore it and I can't wait for everyone else to read this story as well. Like what is one key element from this story that you feel most people will resonate with when they read this story? I feel like a lot of people are gonna, a lot of people that have have a religious background might mm -hmm. like resonate with some of Emma's stuff mm -hmm. that she's kind of like grew up really like traditional Christian um, mm -hmm. and like very conservative. Um, mm -hmm. And although she's not quite like that anymore, um, she's really scared about how what it means. Like, how could she possibly be just realizing this now? like what does that mean for her faith and so I think a lot of people can like can that have been in conservative like mm -hmm. backgrounds will be like oh yeah I've been there like yeah. you know worrying like when you come out like like you know are you going to lose all the people you know mm -hmm. um and I feel like you know it's like a it's this fear like you know mm -hmm. that you're gonna come out to somebody and then something's you know it's not gonna go well um and, and I think that one he said one of the things that every queer person can feel, like understand is that feeling of fear mm -hmm. like when you're first coming out to people um yeah. and not knowing like how they're mm -hmm. gonna react and so I think that's one thing that people can kind of mm -hmm. get like and for people that aren't queer and reading the book um mm -hmm. I'm hoping they'll be like oh wow I didn't know like this was like a thing that people had yeah. to worry about or maybe it'll help people be more loving and caring and yeah. understanding and so that sense of empathy I think yeah definitely mm -hmm. 
And so I think a little bit of both, like. Yeah. But there's so many just like, I, I, I don't know what to call them. I call them like these little smooch moments between the two characters. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, to me, I'm like, who would not want these two people to be together? You write it so well. And both of these characters are so developed that even like they're, especially I love the the family portion, like with Sandra and her family, I really resonated with that and being older and having that, that come up again saying, oh, I just, I just connected with them. And now I'm afraid I'm going to lose them again. I think regardless of what your sexual orientation is that's something that always will be in the back of your mind you you've established yourself in one place and now you're coming into another place and you you have everything that you want but you're afraid that just one more thing and that's it it's all gonna come come tumbling down in a way so I can totally resonate with that part that especially it's like oh I my heart went it's out for vulnerability. her <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it's like you know when you make yourself vulnerable with people like there's always the risk, you know, of, of, of rejection or of things changing. And so I mm-hmm. think like most people can, can resonate with that. Yeah. So now when can we expect to see this book on ebooks, print, where can people find it? <laughs> okay. So it's not out yet, but yeah. it should be out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I am in the final stages of editing it. I just got my last sensitivity read back, but mm-hmm. I just got married last weekend. Yes. So I didn't, <laughs> so I had some wedding prep going on. So I didn't get to uh, edit my, from like this new sensitivity read that I had gotten yet. So mm-hmm. I got some good feedback. Um, and so I have to do that. And I'm also like waiting back. I might have, um, be getting some either marketing help or maybe like doing a small press publishing thing happening so really? it'll still be on amazon and all maybe all the spaces so mm-hmm. um we'll have to wait and see yeah so for you guys in short that's what most authors mean when we say oh yeah it's coming out soon this is the part that they leave out and you bring up a good point you you want to do like a, a book press release like with an actual news press is that what we're talking about or like a media kit like, and I don't know if it's like happening yet. So, but, um, pretty much I sent it to a friend who has like a, like a, just started a publishing house. And so they, <laughs> they would do some reviews and mm-hmm. help get the word out and it possibly be published through them mm-hmm. and they would help set all the things up and mm-hmm. make some formatting. So mm-hmm. I, um, but I don't know if that's like a definite thing yet. So I might be just doing it on my own mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, trying to market it on my own. So we shall see. Yes, that, that is very yeah that is super 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 exciting of course everyone at some point or another your your work or at least some of your work will end up on Amazon um mm-hmm. as my my accountability partner likes to tell me Amazon is 80 percent of the market so mm-hmm. even if you are an author <coughs> myself <coughs> that mm-hmm. doesn't like to use the big a sometimes you you just have to see so what advice would you give someone who's just starting out but they really want to go wide they don't want to just kind of restrain themselves to using amazon or uh they they feel like amazon is not the way to go for their work what what advice would you give them um well there are people that have like that want to go the traditional publishing route um Mm -hmm. i think if you have a pretty like standard like Mm -hmm. pretty like I don't want to say like run of the mill, but like mm-hmm. pretty like normalish kind of book. Like yeah. 
go for it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if you think your stuff is good and you want to try it, your hat at like traditional publishing, I would say mm -hmm. go to conferences and try to get in with editors there and like mm -hmm. um, get in with, with um, publishing houses that way. Mm -hmm. um, you can also send out letters and stuff like that with your, with your stuff. I would get it per, like, try to get it edited maybe before yeah. then. Because um, no, there is still that publishing. stigma. Yeah, that's still that stigma with indie publishing. People think if you are into, like, if you're independent publishing, you're lacking in some way. So I always tell mm -hmm. everyone, you definitely want to be able to stand by what's in your story and the cover. Um, yeah, like, you, yeah, you should definitely like if you're doing indie, like, you need to get it edited, and you need yeah. to like, and you know, you can do your own cover, like, but also, like, I've done that, but also some, like, you know, you you can. I think people will have some more success like mm -hmm. not doing their own cover so yeah. and yeah and I think like I think if you're going for the traditional route like I went the indie route and um because I tried the traditional route and you know I mean now like hindsight is like you know hindsight 2020 <laughs> like traditional Christian publishers didn't want stories about undocumented immigrants who would have thunk it yeah. right I mean <laughs> hello this I don't want to be rude but <laughs> you guys should have been the first ones in line wanting yeah. this kind of story and the I, fact that they didn't it just yeah. you never know and I think people yeah. are they're always waiting to see what trends and I think that's to their oh. own detriment well I think it's too conservative the traditional Christian ah, that's is very conservative that's mm -hmm. the problem I mean one of the ladies like one of the editors was like <laughs> maybe if you made your main character white then you would then the Christian readers would read it and I was like I will consider that because they said you have to burn any bridges yeah. and she was like but i'm not racist i wrote it for obama and i was like yeah. i've got to qualify yeah. if you ever have to pull that out it's not a good anytime look. you say but i'm not racist means you've just said something racist yeah you so know like, you said something racist and you're trying to wash it down with uh, try to backtrack yeah so i think like if you have a book that I mean, and if, I mean, there are specific like publishing houses that are looking for like mm -hmm. diversity and yeah. like, you know, diverse books. Um, mm -hmm. So like go for that, you know, um, I think like I had from like a right, another um, like, like one of my like top reader people's like um, mm -hmm. top fans had said something to me one time and it really like made me feel good about my choice about indie publishing. And she mm -hmm. said, she said, I'm really glad that you went the indie publishing route because, because um, they would have watered down your work. Yes. That and is one of my main fears. Oh. <laughs> and I really like felt it. Like even like I'm getting goosebumps right now talking about yeah. it. Like, because it's true. Like, I think like, you know, they might've made me change the covers. They might've made mm -hmm. me change certain things. So it would like be more palatable, but I didn't mm -hmm. want to be palatable, you yeah. know? Like I like sometimes strive to be unpalatable so that people will be like, oh, that's not great. I don't like that. Yeah. Let's change those things in the world. Some people you know? look at that as controversy, but at the same time, I'm really glad that you tell your stories as authentically as you mm -hmm. possibly can. Because I do that. I go to like bookstores and I see like the books that have become movies or TV series and I compare the covers. Like what was the cover like before uh, this became trending like what was the cover like before it became popular and I look at them and it's like hmm mm. so this is what they think people want okay great advice I think I think most authors especially indie authors they should know about is it um ba I think it's Bowker I think that's how you say it Bowker is where you go to get your ISBNs it's where you go for your copyrights all of that stuff um, but they are also offering I think it's score it 
or a score rocket and you can go there and learn how to pitch your stories if that's if that's a goal of yours to learn how to pitch your stories for movies and television and all that stuff and like publishing houses which I think is incredibly cool I mean that's not my personal goal but if it is your goal as an author then it's definitely something for you to consider or check out so I will yeah, I actually have my first book, Vivian Dream, is currently um, mm-hmm. has a shopping agreement um, with Verloren Productions, which is mm-hmm. in, in Hollywood. So hopefully yeah. one day that might be a, some on the screen. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. You know me, I'm going to be looking. I'm like, okay, I want to see the book cover as it is now because I think it's gorgeous. And I want to see what they, I want to see the, the actual, the poster, the movie poster. <laughs> They actually like we we actually had someone like make up a movie poster. Really? Yeah, and I'm actually going to be changing the 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 cover of like like to like, but I haven't done it yet. I have to fix it up and like make it make it look pretty. Make it look pretty. <laughs> yeah, I have to put it on like the um, and I have to I have to fix some of the inscriptions. It's kind of like a five year publishing anniversary thing because we were gonna fix the cover anyway um yeah. for, for the possible movie so or mm-hmm. film or whatever it is that is so cool like the fifth year anniversary of the the book being, being published. published yeah I think it's like six years now I think it was like 2016 I want to say 17 I forget oh, when I published it so I can't wait to do that that's so exciting <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you again so much for joining me today on the Story Station podcast. As always, it is a joy. I literally light up whenever I see any of your work. And it's just like such a geek moment for me. I'm like, why am I like this? But you write, you write extremely well stories and they need to be told. So thank you for for going the indie route. It's it's a blessing for all of us to be honest because thank we get you. to see your work the way you intended it. So thank you. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. I enjoy oh. chatting with you. So I'm always happy to be on the show. Thank you. So where can people find you so they can follow you online and stuff? Are you on the TikTok? Twitter? I'm not on TikTok yet because I've been afraid to fall into the TikTok hole. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, so currently I'm on uh, I'm on Twitter at, as a the writer. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook, Allison K. Garcia, author. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find me on Amazon. Um, my Amazon author page is there too. Very cool. Thank you again so much. I, I can't wait to have you on here again. So thank you all so much for listening. I'm Kay McCoy, your host, and we are signing off. Until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>